Well, I'm back here with Brian O'Connell of React Services and my dear friend, and continuing in our conversation about partnering, money, communion, com the communion of giving and receiving. Um, let's talk about partnering principles. Well, when I, when I talk to groups, either that are thinking about working together uh, as a you know, multi-organizational, that's what we think of when we talk about partnering. There's strategic alliances that take place and we applaud those and welcome those, but most of our work is trying to bring multi-organizational you know, leaders together for the purpose of working together. And, and the very first thing I talk about is the difference between partnering and partnership. When you talk about partnership, the first thing anybody wants to talk about is the ship, not the partner. And so I don't know if it's a, if it's a, 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 a Christian thing or a religious thing, but that's the first thing anybody wants to talk about is structure. Well, who's going to do this and how are we going to pay for that? And you know, Let's get to that. But first, so the first principle that I talk about is let's talk about the partnering action. What are we going to do together? Let's talk about that first and unpack that. Then we can talk about how we're going to organize and how it's going to work and all that. But if you focus on all of the, the ship-oriented structures, you rarely spend enough time talking about what are we actually going to do together. So that's the first thing. The, the second thing is, despite being in the 21st century, <laughs> we use a compass, not a GPS system. There's no you know, direct, you know, street by street, page by page directions on how to do partnering. We've got to have a direction that we're going in. What's the compass say? What's our true north, as they might say, in, in, in where we're going and what we're doing? And that kind of leads to another messy point that we talk about, and as we kind of build the airplane while we're flying. Uh, there's a great commercial by um, one of the delivery companies that actually has people building an airplane in the, in the, in the sky while they're still you know, delivering their, their packages. And so the idea is we've got to start working together and then we figure out you know, the structure and you know, everything. So we're kind of building the structure, the airplane, while we're flying. And that's a messy process. It is. But uh, you know in the book, uh, The Age of Paradox by Charles Handy, yes. uh, which was book. a very influential <laughs> book on me, even though it was written in the early 90s, uh, it is a it's still very relevant. prescient book oh, even no for today. Oh, no question about it. And he talked, to, he, he previewed this idea of virtual organizations mm -hmm. long before ele uh, yeah. electronic means met virtual organizations could actually be cobbled together yeah. without ever seeing each other, much less uh, being in the same office. Well, and, and now 21st century technology, you know, allows us to be in places instantaneously. But the idea was is that you came from what you were doing and you came and you joined this virtual organization for exactly. the purposes of that and then you went back to what you were doing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple other principles that, that, we, that we look at. Um, we, uh, you and I have talked about this before, this whole idea of how do we share success and the importance of that in, wor in our work together. Not only for how we might be able to help fund our involvement in partnering, but also in, in funding the partner, partnering effort. I almost always talk about partnering initiatives or partnering efforts so that I emphasize that first point. It's the action, it's the verb partnering, not the noun partnership, because that's that structure again. And then finally, 
the, the piece that, that, I, that we in the partnering movement talk about is actually building movement rather than organizations. There's nothing wrong with organizations, but we don't want to compete with, in a sense, the people that are part of our partnering efforts, right? And movements are built by values. Organizations are built by procedures and policies and rules, very important ones. Every organization has to have them. It's part of governance, right? But movements are transmitted. They're, they're caught, right? They're, they're rarely taught. And that movements are caught through the values that are part of that partnering effort. And, and we, we talked about some of those values, but the, the whole idea of you know, building relationships, of having trust, of sharing success, and the final the piece of that um, movement uh, of values is the whole idea of how to build ownership and how to you know, build that sustainability. And, and that comes through what we call consensus, that we aren't driven by democracy or principles of voting or anything else. The, the partnering efforts that work the best are driven by this idea of consensus, which means every voice is listened to. doesn't mean that every voice is followed. But if you're listened to and the other, you know, the direction is maybe a little different than you mentioned, you still feel honored because your voice was heard. And that's ownership is what builds sustainability from a, from a value standpoint and from a movement standpoint. It does relate to the financial uh, sustainability as well. And that consensus is literally built around the idea of, of, um, of what Jesus taught in terms of uh, coming together to make something happen. Uh, the, some of the partnerships that I uh, traveled to in the early days and that helped me really understand this because of the challenge of funding a partnership was in really understanding the leverage. And yes. because when you have money to give to a challenge that, you, that you've heard about, such as evangelizing Mongolia <laughs> at the close of <laughs> when the Soviet Union came down uh, those of you who were born before 1990 <laughs> and uh, 1989 <laughs> may remember the wall coming down and yeah. may remember the Soviet Union breaking up but really what was even more important in our work was the breakdown of their influence over all sorts of countries in yes. the, in the all far the east yes. and all the republics, yeah. and 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 as they began searching for their identity, people were flooding in with all sorts of uh, of things. But uh, but the gospel w also was given agency, yeah, in, in these settings and how the agencies, the ministries that were working there. How did they come together, and why would that be interesting to a funder <laughs> when what they really wanted to do was get in there and make things happen? So it's the difference between being action-oriented with your gift and process-oriented with your gift, and the majority of the money, the vast majority of I the know. money, to goes to me. the action. Yeah. And, and that's fine. I, I serve on the board of yep. a philanthropy right now, and, and we have a president that um, looks to both. Uh, I kind of tend towards process. Yeah. My fellow board yes. member tends towards action. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and and our out. president right. kind <laughs> of figures out how to balance between <laughs> us, uh, sometimes uh, leaning one way or the other. But, but you have to have a process for the action, mm -hmm. and, and, and you know, that's 
that's been the, one of the big challenges of our work as we talk about this whole idea of you know partnering versus partnership and then we get into the the challenge of language when we're working in multicultural settings well who, and also who, multilinguistic settings. and and who can take uh, uh, as you said in the previous podcast who can take credit for yeah, this? how do you share success so if we look at Mongolia I was at the second partnership meeting of the Mongolian partnership there so were take some credit my friend th there were <laughs> there were more missionaries than believers in Mongolia at the time oh yeah and uh, they did a survey to figure out how many believers are there actually in Mongolia, and, and the number was about 50. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and a few more now. A few more now. <laughs> <laughs> 50 plus many zeros. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and, um, uh, but as they were coming together, one, they, the, the, the missionaries that were up working with the Yak herdsmen, they knew that the problem was that the herds had diseases. Mm -hmm. and that there were solutions for this disease that a mission called World Concern and somebody right here on Whidbey Island where this podcast is being produced, uh, uh, Robert Pallant, uh, was a, a large animal vet working with World Concern and so World Concern was uh, pulled in through David Andrianoff and some of the other early leaders that were working up there yeah. and they brought Robert in with his injections and oh no it's a the, beautiful story yeah and the herds got healthy and these people said why are these Christians doing this yeah. for us and they heard the gospel it's called a loving action yes. the, <laughs> the loving action of the gospel well the partnership made uh, caused Robert to have agency yeah because the missionaries that had been working with those yak herdsmen for years had the relationship had the relationship yeah, that he exactly. didn't have and he had the inoculations they, they didn't, didn't have, have. Yeah. and as a funder i felt like hey this is the best way to take a there dollar and make it 10 oh no, no question was to just help the partnership pull those people together and then they could go to their own constituencies yeah the agency working with the Yak Herdsman, Robert with the World Concern and the um, American Veterinary or Christian Veterinary Christian Association, Association yeah. uh, they, could, they could raise funds for the costs of sending Robert there, the cost of oh. the inoculations yeah, yeah. and all the rest of it. So they had to go back to their constituencies, but then they were able to do this beautiful work. And today this, this church, which is independent, working on its own, oh, yeah. Uh, free of the need of missionaries and in some cases actually sending out their own missionaries now, which is the yeah. health and strength of a mission movement. And there's so a strong evangelical alliance is created. Which so is both was needed, the alliance. funder to the action people yeah. and the funder to the yeah. uh, process people. And uh, yeah, Mongolia is an interesting story because it also illustrated, at least to us and to many of us who were trying to extrapolate principles and, and understanding, this, this idea of, of language, not just you know, the difference between nouns and verbs, but the difference between what our language means in different languages. So the word partnering, for an example, or partnership, there's no such word in Russian. There's no such word in Chinese. There's really no such word in even Spanish or Portuguese, which we would assume is you know, you know, even, even French. None of those have specific words. And so we had to come in and kind of give definition well, what you have some means. pretty funny. Uh, so, what's the closest that uh, the Russians? So, yeah. So, in, in 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 the Russian language, the word for team is "komanda," and so obviously in English, "komanda" communicates very strongly 
structure, hierarchy. You know, there's a team leader for sure, and, and that, that, that whole division, so to speak, operates as a team, much like maybe the military would. Whereas that's not what we talk about when we're talking about team or working together. We come together in roundtables as equals to talk about each our different gifts. No gift is more important than the other, even though maybe some gifts are bigger than others. And so communicating those principles in multiple languages and in multiple cultures in ways that people can get you know, their, their heads around and actually apply those principles in their own setting, that's one of the big challenges that we face in, in all partnering efforts. And I think, we're, I think we're succeeding in that. But you know, even, even the word relationship in Chinese, you would maybe understand or know this, the word relationship to us means that we have you know, a good, strong connection, that we're connected. In Chinese, it means, no, you do something for me, I do something for you. It's, a, it's very much a, you know, a, a, a transactional nature. Yes, exactly. And so I'm not saying that's, there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that's their definition. And so we have to come in and either find different language and find different concepts and find different proverbs, find different ways of communicating. What do we mean by relationship and trust that can then transcend their you know, original understanding? Of, of what that word is meant. In you know, we language. even struggled this in the early days of First Fruit. We had a brilliant missiologist, Dave Bennett. Yeah. And a brilliant. He still is a brilliant. Yeah, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a brilliant attorney, uh, Dennis Thome. And, yeah. and a lot of the proposals I was promoting up to the board at the time contained the word partner. Of course. We want to partner with you. Of course we Was do. the one that got Dennis going because he's an attorney. Yes. He saw the word partner and he saw I'm taking responsibility for a fiduciary responsibility yes. for everything here. If your organization messes up, you're putting us in harm's way <laughs> and, and we're going to have to take on the liabilities that you created. Yes. And Dave is saying, no, it was a Holy Spirit yeah, word. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, so we actually had this argument even at our board level as to can we, how do we fund partnerships? What kind of language do we <laughs> have to create? So even using English language among brilliant people who are very capable in their own fields, we still had to break that down so that and even it, at First Fruit, yeah. as a program officer, how could I bring a grant that said, we want to partner yeah. with you? Yeah. Well, and, and, and if you think about it, there's so many different definitions that even partnership can mean. I'm, I'm married. We, we kind of call that a partnership. Uh, I have a, a, a bunch of prayer supporters. They're called prayer partners. Uh, I, I also have some people who give financial gifts. Those are partners. So how do, how do we make sure that when we're communicating what we mean by working together, by, by bringing you know, collaboration strategies, by using different words to kind of emphasize what we mean, that's what it means. And our absolute critical need for each other. Beautiful.